were you saying there? Oh, now I don't. What's up? I was hearing some weird noise. I think we're okay. Yeah, I, got, I, had that okay. I can like barely hear you. Like very muffled. Oh god. Ugh. Well, well if, put if, the if, mic closer to your mouth. If that if that dangly thing is the mic, just hold it up to your mouth a little bit more. Is this better? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're already in the podcast, and Good. that was a little peek behind the kimono for you guys listening at home. Uh, <laughs> see what's going on back here. Um, yeah, but welcome. Let me get this open. Welcome to Game Busters. Um, we are a podcast from GameLuster.com. We're back, baby. Um, if you're new to the podcast, each week we'll do a deep dive into a game or franchise that you love. That you love. Or maybe we just want to talk about it. Or maybe it is topical and we're going to ride the sweet SEO wave to freedom as we are today. Um, so, of course, uh, there was a Pokemon Direct this week. Everyone's talking about Scarlet and Violet. Uh, we found out that the legendaries are motorcycles that you ride. It's all good. So, <laughs> we're... Uh, but yeah, today we're going to cover one of the older games, um, Gold and Silver. And uh, yeah, so I am a Juggler Nerov, and I'm going to be your host today, juggling many uh, panelists. Um, oh, it's not literal juggling? I'm not going to be doing real juggling. Did you guys have I a juggling so unit pumped. in elementary school? Because we did. Elementary? It was like a no. four-month stretch of that was not PE where we just stood there and tried to juggle every day. I actually uh, kind that- of wish I had that. There's always like, just that one kid that thought juggling was cool and then would just do it and then nobody was impressed. Interesting. No, um, I had a, like, a line this, like, dancing unit in uh, middle I school. I did have okay, line we, dancing We all well. did the line dance. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Okay. I had that in Oklahoma. 100. No, the juggling was, it was in fifth grade also. So it was like, for us, to, we're like way too old to be like, we're like, oh. nobody would like make eye contact. <laughs> we're like all trying to juggle there. Um, did you okay. learn anything? Oh. Well, did you retain any of that knowledge? No, none. Um... Well, in order to retain something, I'd had to have learned something in the first place. That's fair. Okay. You mean at that peak 10 and 11 year old level of coordination, <laughs> you didn't pick up anything? Um, okay. So uh, today, uh, I'm sure you've heard, uh, Alyssa has the pokerus virus, which is COVID. <laughs> um, so she's sitting this one out this week. So instead, I'm joined by bug catcher, Sonny. Hey. What, what bug did you catch? Oh, the Weedles. All the Weedles. Great. That sounds impressive. Uh Aroma Lady Bree. Hello there. And uh, we have a Pokey fan, Elizabeth. Is that right? Yep, that's right. That's what I want to okay. be. That's what you wanted. And Pokemaniac, Alex. Hey, Nerev, I'm happy to be here. Hey, very good. Uh, Alex was on our um, Red and Blue episode we did a while ago. Were you on that one too, Elizabeth? I don't think I was sure. on that one. Don't think so. I was on like um, the one you did that was like a series overview of Pokemon. Yeah, that was like the spinoff. So we tried to go through every spinoff that ever happened, and yes. it turned out there were 160 of them. Um, so let's uh, we'll, we'll uh, kind of warm up real quickly uh, with what are what have you guys been playing this week? So, um, uh, Alex, why don't you start us off? What you been playing this week? I have uh, been successfully weaning myself off of Halo Infinite since it's kind of a miserable game to stick with i mean like (laughs) the the core gameplay is great and it's one thing that my wife and i can just sit and annihilate people together with and that's a good couple experience but i'm solo i'm just pulling up my backlogged real quick what did i what did i finish this week uh oh i've been replaying the strong bad's cool game for attractive people episodes with my kids uh because i've got them on homestar stuff and we just finished the fourth one and started uh eight bit is enough where Trogdor breaks out of the arcade machine and starts to 
terrorize free country USA. And I beat Stray. Oh, nice. Strong God's more nice. important to me than Stray. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, Sonny, how about you? What you been playing? Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, Ooh. nice. How's that? Yeah, really good. I'm having, I'm having a blast with it. Really good fun. That okay. hit my fantasy critic with a nice 70. <laughs> yeah, just a I really mean, I, like, I flat see, yeah. 70. I can see why people would have issues with it, but it, it, it kind of like, it takes a lot of the boxes that I like. So Nice. And, you know, okay. You're Japanese. allowed to enjoy whatever games you enjoy. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, by all yeah. means. Set a, game in, set, a game, set a game in Japan. I'm all, I'm all for it. Nice. Uh, Brie, what have you played recently? Uh, so I've fallen back into New Vegas, as one does every Yay. year or so. And then I got platinum on that, so now I'm back to the Fallout 4. Hey, <laughs> evolving. Um, yeah, I was actually... I think I'm going to try to do another New Vegas run later this year. And I actually have never done... I think I famously have never done Dead Money, so I have to do that eventually. I avoided that as long as possible, and I actually enjoyed it when I was extremely overleveled. Okay, yes. yeah, I'll probably do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, although the level cap in that game is like nine, so I don't even know what level. What isn't it like level twenty or something? Is the level cap? It's like ridiculous. It's thirty, but then with 30? the DLC, okay. it goes up to fifty if you have all okay, the DLC. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's see. And then, uh, Elizabeth, what you been up to? What you been trapped inside of? I don't have time to play video games. Oh, the no. Game, the last game I made time to play was uh, Nirvana Initiative, and I finished yes. that like two weeks ago. So, Fair enough. Um, so, uh, let's see. I have, uh, I've been playing this indie game, Dorf Romantic, uh, which is extremely good. If you're somebody who likes city builders but and but doesn't want them to be stressful in any way, like it satisfies that. You just place little tiles with pieces of environments and cities next to each other and it just like looks nice and that's it. There's no other point to the game. Uh, is there a, for me. Is there a way mm-hmm. to win? Is there an objective? No. You you run not. out of t- you run out of tiles, don't you? If you don't you run out of tiles, yeah. You see like, you have like a, you you're doing a run and you have like you see like what's your high score? Like how how nice can your little environment be? And you get points for each thing. And then, uh, you know, at the end of your run, when you run out of tiles, it's like you got this many points and you're like, nice. And that's it. Oh, it runs. So it's it Animal a, Crossing, but with bells. You run it, out of bells. It, there's there's not. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't call it a roguelike because there's no characters or objectives. Mm-hmm. There's no there's nothing to do besides just place the tiles and make your place look nice. Yeah, I think there's like little things like you have to get your city this big. And then if you yeah, get yeah, that, exactly, there's and like then if tiny you, if you, quests. It's like put 19 yeah. houses next to each other. Yeah, and then you get more stuck? tiles if you do that. D o r f r o m a n t i k. I think it's German. I didn't look it up. Let's pretend it's German. I, I don't think I'd want to be living oh, that in is the aesthetically pleasing. Stretch. But you do. I did unlock a new type of field, a lavender field, which was very nice. So I'm growing lavender now. Um, yeah, I'm a big sucker for city builders. So all right, so. Um, Let's get into it. We're talking about Pokemon Gold and Silver, and I want to give a special shout out to a cool interview with um, Masuda that uh, from the the Poke- from actually from Game Freak, sorry, that a Game Informer did had some good quotes in it with some interesting behind the scenes stuff. Um, so, Game Informer uh, did we are gonna... useful. Come on, come on now. <laughs> Wait. Are they the one? No, is it Game Informer owned by GameStop? Aren't they the yeah. ones who had like the massive layoffs? Like everybody got laid off. Was that a GameStop thing? Does Game Informer even yeah. exist still? Uh, Game Informer is like six people now. It's not great. Oof. 
Is well, that, we have a bigger team than Gabe. Schreier this podcast him? is bigger. No, than- Schreier used to work at Kotaku. Oh, okay. Sorry, Elizabeth. This podcast is bigger than Game Informer's team. That's probably true. Um, so uh, we're gonna do go into our pitch meeting. If you guys haven't been here since we started doing those, um, I want everyone to close your eyes and we're gonna travel back in time to 1996. Okay. Now you're not you're not yourself from 1996. You're not a baby. Thank you. Okay. So we're in 1996. You are a Japanese businessman. <laughs> so just get yourself in that salaryman <laughs> mindset. Um, and what we always like to do is see what movies came out in nineteen in, in like the year that this pitch is happening to kind of get ourselves into that mindset. Um, Independence Day has just come out. Oh wow! Um, the uh, let's see, what is this one here? Wow, not not many movies this year, huh? There's a lot of shitty sci-fi though that came out. I... How about um, Twister, the, the tornado movie? Twister. Oh wow, I'm feeling old. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of any of these. Oh, Romeo plus Juliet, the um, you know, the crazy one. Was that the Leonardo DiCaprio one, or was that a different one? Yeah, that was it. That's him. Wait, um, we said ninety six, right? Yeah, ninety six. Well, that's Space Jam. That's Space Jam and Matilda. Space Jam. Space right here, Jam. Yeah. Oh, Space Jam. Yes. Okay, now I know. Now I understand. Space Jam. The has only just come Space out. Jam movie that exists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the first and last Space Jam film. Um, fuck, dude. Aladdin, the King of Thieves, just dropped on VHS, dude. <laughs> Wow! Fuck yeah! Oh, oh wait, it was actually pretty good. One of the few mm. movies you've mentioned that <laughs> probably was like okay in Japan. How about how about the live action one hundred and one Dalmatians? Yeah, I'm seeing that here. Um, There's also dude. Star Trek: First Contact, best okay, Picard movie, fucking and James Muppet and the Giant Island. Peach is one of my oh, favorite movies so ever. Oh, so that's amazing. Out. Okay, good year, good year. All right, yeah. now you guys are. Uh, Coming to me, I am uh, going to be an executive at the Pokemon Company. Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue and uh, have just re- released over in the U.S. to massive sales on the holiday. It is uh, it's now the spring after that holiday. You guys have taken over the world with your with your little monsters. Um, so you guys are are from Game Freak, and I need you guys to come in here and pitch me on the idea of funding you to make a second Pokemon game. Another one. All right, let's go in. All right, welcome everyone. I'm so glad uh, to see you here. You guys have made us literally millions of dollars already uh, with all those weird little monsters and stuff. And P- Pokachu is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you want yeah. it to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 localization always shifts. My son's got one. He uh, keeps it in his room. Now uh, you guys are going to do another one of these. That's yeah. the plan. That's, that's the well, plan. we that's, that's uh, plan. made. About 150 plus a little secret one. But uh, then uh, when we were doing a TV show, we kind of snuck a little other sneaky one into that first episode to get those kids like, oh, that big sparkly rainbow bird that flew over his head. When can I catch that one? So they're already wanting it. So and I'm thinking, when can I merchandise that one? Exactly. Yeah. So we're just going right. to pump out another two pack, maybe a third along somewhere along the line, you know, more games just so they can get that rainbow bird. Everything else. And we'll fill in the gaps with the. 40 uh, we cut from these games. So are you going to put two Pokemon in this one, or how does it work? Do you think that's enough? Uh, hopefully more than enough, that. Right? Mm, okay. I think we just have the yellow one and the sparkly bird. People, people will buy it. People love that yellow one. Yeah. Listen, the whole, that, the whole, whole appeal of our games, again. the whole appeal of our games is the little guys, so why not make some more little guys? Yeah. That worked for us before. Yeah, make right? them cute. We need to well, make them cuter. Cuter. Cuter? 
Yeah, yeah, because it's the toys, isn't it? You got to make the more oh, toys true. that you can sell. The cute, no, none of these weird ones. No, oh no, 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 they got to be cool. No. Cute ones. You got to appeal uh, well, to the boys too. No one buys those. They buys the little the, the, the they love the Pikachu. Yeah. We got to we got to we got to make Pikachu, Pikachu has walked the is the daywalker that lives in the world of the cute and cool at the same time right. somehow. Yeah, here in the year of our Lord, 1996, Street mm-hmm. Sharks is as important as Muppet Babies. So we do That's need true. some tough ones, and we got to do babies. <laughs> yes. Got to get those yeah, babies. So imagine, imagine a baby Pikachu. Now, there's no, you know, you can't get any cuter than that. So no, one of the Pokemon's going to be a Shark Man? Is that... Uh, wait, there's not a shark, is there? <laughs> no. No, there is a Street Shark, end, though. There is a <laughs> Land <laughs> Shark. There was a there's a, a big dragon cut. land shark that looks like a Godzilla. His name is Tyranitar, and I'm claiming him as a shark now. That's a shark. Okay. <laughs> he okay. has a spike on his head. That's there, a fin. There was a shark in the uh, the the demo for Gold and Silver that got cut. So you're technically on oh, the space right. you know one. I actually don't care about the monsters. What exciting new features can I put on the back of the box to sell a billion of these? Well, we're doing babies. We're gonna make the babies too. You're going to tell the kids we don't know how it happened? The kids are making babies. You making gonna, babies. We're going to do, make we're gonna do and what, kid and friendly baby making. I remember, that, remember that, that one that keeps changing shape in the first one? It will make all the babies. All of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've described a Handmaid's Tale situation. <laughs> a book that will come out in 15 years. No, see, it's <laughs> different that, because... That fire Pokemon everyone likes. We're going to give it the exact same stat and just make it a porcupine. People love porcupines. Hmm. They true. do. They love Sonic the Porcupine. He's a mm. big hit. Oh, yes. Um, what about, consider, okay, well, uh, how about a big park where you go and catch bugs? That sounds like something yeah. people love comparing the size of who's is bigger. We'll put that in the game. So they go there, catch bugs, and see who's is bigger. They do like that. Yeah. They do like that. Yes. What if now, can I just go to the park in real life and catch some bugs? Yes, but those then, bugs are this big. They, yeah. They're a little we, harder the, to these find. These ones are going to be like this big. Mm-hmm. You know? okay. If you're talking about who's this bigger, you need a foot long weedle. Oh, yes. Yeah, you got to get a bug the, the size of a $5 man. $5 foot long weedle. Yes. You got to get a bug the size of a man. This is back when the subway $5 foot long was $5. But the bug the size of a man is either going to have swords for teeth or for hands wow mm-hmm. and this is for kids all right oh, yeah. yeah i mean we've you know it's we're not gonna just cut through the net just don't had... think about it okay all right and we're still yeah, gonna, we just we're still gonna kinda... about horror icons it's fine right and we're just kind of still kind of dance around the fact that we are having kids make animals fight each other the yeah they don't like die well, also to get to increase playtime, we'll put some pokemon in there that you have to run around randomly to get They'll, they'll be playing the game for a lot longer. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. And then we can... Uh, well, we haven't invented microtransactions yet. So. No, no, see, this is playing the long con. <laughs> this is playing the long game. We're conditioning these children that okay. there's always something that they have to run behind or they won't be able to obtain it. Okay. So if mm-hmm. we get, put the best, coolest ones, just some big dogs. They love dogs. Some big primary colored dogs <laughs> and make them spend the next three years chasing them Okay, and then we'll have new games, and then we'll get those instead. Tragic backstory. What if the kids are (laughs) terrified of the dogs? Yes, for the cooler kids, you know, for the older kids, you put the tragic backstory in it. What if the kids are scared of the dogs? The kids are scared of the dogs. They got the babies. They can stay with the babies. They can make the baby. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They'll make a baby dog. A 
baby yeah, dog. We, they, they use the kid-friendly baby mechanics to make a baby dog. Okay, but if we're putting a baby dog that's cute in here, I'm still putting a skull on his head and implying that he's from hell. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, and make it best game make game it cool Even though he's the best thing in the game, I paused for you a won't second. Won't catch him until figure out which one really. was your dog. Oh, Houndour. Houndour. <laughs> I know it's a Houndour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this all sounds good. I've got a name for you, and let me throw this out here. Pokemon Two. I think it could do better well, than was, that. Was Yellow not two? Yeah. That was one point five, kind of a Lion King situation. I thought Blue was one point five. That was a remaster. No, nope. yeah. One. So yeah. blue is one point I mean, yeah, five, I guess if we're starting and numbers uh, now. yellow was one point seven five. Oh, yeah, basically. Or oh, we just make it really shiny. Forget the numbers. Yeah. Okay, no numbers. Love the shiny stuff. Maybe oh, that's you the, know the, the colors like, we picked weren't shiny enough last time. You know, no. we can make the cartridges some really nice colors too, where they can actually be shiny. Kids love okay. those multicolored cartridges yeah. last time. Kid, yeah, do. the kids and, did love that. Okay. I mean, and I, I, yeah. what would what make would them be... better but glitter? Putting glitter in there. I did just remember they did that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, we've, so we've had red and blue. I suppose shiny versions of those would be, what, a gem? Ruby and Sapphire might be a bit Maybe not. We'll table that one for later. We'll think about that one later. We'll think about that one. It sounds good, but it feels wrong yeah, right We need now. something more grandiose. What's the most grandiose shiny thing? Well, think about the shiny bird. The what, what color was that shiny bird? Oh yeah, yellow. that shiny bird was Pokemon yellow. Pokemon yellow. 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 We did get yellow. I mean, yeah. he's supposed to be a rainbow bird, but we screwed up and colored him gold in that first episode for some reason. Okay, gold. gold That's shiny. a good way to start. Gold shiny. Gold shiny. Gold sh- but then shiny. you need a second one because people look, double the sales. If you we gotta sell it twice. We gotta sell it twice. My kids have been listening to the lives on So we gotta keep that keep that train going. I've got that. So I suppose gold would be off in my head. In Rudolph, didn't they have a song about yeah. like silver and gold? Yeah, yeah, oh, and that movie yeah. is out already. Okay. Real lives crash and sell it around Christmas time. Million. Okay, real and lives just, dead in nineteen ninety six. That sounds good to me. Just put the Yeti from Rudolph into this, and uh, we got a deal. Real lives died last year. This is how we eulogize him okay. with his classic song. Silver Wait, and but gold. you know, Rudolph That's had that it. shiny nose. That was a you know unique feature to Rudolph. So what if we include some Pokemon that are like that, that are like slightly different? That have a shiny nose? We need and, a deer. Or like oh. a shiny body. Yes. You know? Oh. You and we want, get, you want and they're insanely rare, so then we can keep the kids hooked. They spend hours looking for them. Oh, I see. But is it okay. supposed to be a source of embarrassment like Rudolph, or is it something they want? Can they use the shiny Pokemon well, to guide wanted, their sleigh through the night? They wanted Rudolph eventually. That was the, Man, that you was guys the are really one. talking up Christmas. We got to put a Santa Pokemon in here. Yeah, now. well, th- this oh, yes. is going to be out by next oh, how about holiday. A bird? So. How about a bird, a bird with a bag of presents for its tail? Can we pronounce it delivered? Or do we have to say delivered? Because it's never been clear to me. Because delivered sounds like delivered. Shouldn't it sound like the word delivered? Delivered. After its look, you know? We can do this. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. So yeah, yeah work for Christmas, Father Christmas. Like, what, my one, complaint, one, and a, and my one complaint I heard from gamers from the last one was that there wasn't a slippery ice level. That was a bunch of bullshit. So put that in this one. Okay, yeah, we can do that. It can be where you All find right. the Santa bird. That sounds. All right, the next one can be where because gamers have also been complaining about a lack of an underwater level. So we'll do that in the next one. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, don't yeah, do, I don't think don't you have too much. You got to sell these things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got to yeah. space this out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, All but right. you know what we could yeah. add in? We could add in like current puzzles for the water to go along with that slippery ice. Yeah, slippery water. That's yeah, just as good. Slippery water. Okay, y'all are thinking too fast. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, you, we're gonna move through this. Um, so it is uh, 1996. So yeah, you've got a you got two years to to pump this one out. Um, so yeah, I would get working on it. Actually, I'd probably run back to your office and start working. Because uh, you need to have this out ready for Christmas. Good. All right. Uh, It'll be ready. Run. It, it shall run. be done. <laughs> um, okay. And then they ran out of the office screaming. So that was a uh, perfect reenactment of what happened back then and what triggered the, the beginnings of Pokemon Gold and Silver. So um, interesting things we have found out. Uh, despite the massive success of Pokemon Red and Green and, and Blue, um, Maybe actually quickly it does bear outlining what, what happened with those. Red and green were released in Japan, and then a blue version was released a few months later in Japan that fixed a lot of the bugs that plagued red and green. And that blue version was uh, turned into red and blue that was released in the West. So the Japanese blue version is not exactly the same because... Uh, in in the West, the the blue version was like one half of the red and blue duo. Um, very weird situation, but basically it is like a, a like they they couldn't patch stuff back then, right? And Pokemon Red and Green, as they were originally released in Japan, were like plagued with bugs, like it was ridiculously badly coded. Um, and they fixed a lot of it when they had some help from the money coming in, and then re-released it before the end of the year. So um, and then Yellow was a special edition spinoff, basically that released worldwide. Um, so just now that that's out of the way. So obviously Pokemon was a massive success right out the gate. The first year it came out, it completely like exploded. Um, so the studio, however, was feeling the effects of having just worked a six year development cycle. Um, they, yeah. So, but from the beginning of, of red and blue or red and green, whatever, until the last game was released yellow, that was a six year time period. They were just working on this one game. Which, especially for back then, was ridiculous. Um, nowadays, it's like, oh, like they worked on Cyberpunk for ten years, whatever. Um, but, well, especially for a, a Game Boy game, yeah. Because when you think that the Game Boy came out in what eighty nine, and the like console defining yeah. thing came out in the U.S. in ninety eight, nine years after it was out, it's crazy. Of- the, the yeah, the Game Boy actually like had already started slipping into irrelevance by this point um and pokemon well before the uh before pokemon red and blue came out in the west um and when those games dropped the game boy was relevant again yeah yeah it was Mm -hmm. like the king you had to have it um Mm -hmm. but um yeah so we have a quote here from uh from masuda so junichi masuda if anyone doesn't know was the uh composer for the uh, Pokemon game soundtracks for the first three games. And then after that, um, after Satoshi Tajiri took more of a like um, executive producer role, which I believe is probably just him collecting money <laughs> and sitting <laughs> at home. Um, the dream. The dream. Yeah. So Tajiri, the creator of the Pokemon franchise, um, once he like left active development of the games, um, Masuda was promoted to be the, the director and kind of uh, lead the, the direction of the franchise. Um, a lot of people know uh, him because um, of memes, I will say. Um, also, people are very mean to him a lot of the time. 
Um, but anyway, um, so like I said back then, he he's the one who composed all the original Pokemon soundtracks, though. So like all the songs from the the first game, like all the iconic stuff, that was him. Um, so did he, he have that, someone do it with him in Gen two? In Gen two, yeah, there were additional yeah. composers working with him, but he was still the lead composer for the first three generations. Um. So he said, after Red and Green came out and then the follow-up games, we didn't have a lot of money. We were actually out of money at that point because we spent all the development funds and everything. So we needed to make some other games to just stay in business. Um, so Masuda actually worked on a as a programmer on a game that never released in America called Bazaar du Gosoro no Game de Gosoro. <laughs> kind of a handful. Um, at the same time, he was working on Gold and Silver, composing the music for those games. Um, are you going to translate that? <laughs> Literally trying to look at it now. <laughs> yeah. You can what's see a, on the Google what's Doc, a, highlighting it. What's a gosado? Yeah, what's a gosado? Um, so um, he said development wasn't going as well as we'd hoped it would. At that point, I kind of took over and we decided to make the game based on Kyoto. And we sort of rapidly developed the game from that point on. We still didn't have a formal development style at the time. It was a more gradual process. Despite the financial and development issues, the game's scope was never scaled back for better or worse. And that was all of us, just us trying our best, I guess he said. So basically, like, there was kind of a... One thing that I did find while I was like looking through this is that they hadn't initially planned on making another Pokemon game. Um, until they had realized how popular it was, it wasn't something that where they were like, this is the start of a franchise. Um, so, I don't know, like... I, I'm I'm kind of curious to hear this, and if you remember this time, but like, do you remember where or when you heard that there was going to be another new Pokemon game? Because I actually do. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh uh, no! I it. think I'm too young for this. <laughs> I was born in 1996, so. Um, oh wow! That's oh, so powerful. <laughs> Not only was I so born I was... in 1996, uh, Pokemon. Gold was my first Pokemon game, so... <laughs> uh, baby, much like the Pokemon in the game. Uh, what were you saying, Alex? So I was I was seven when Gen 1 came out, so it was like that perfect age to be like, this is my zeitgeist, this is all-encompassing, this is my yeah. Star Wars, right? Time to make this my entire personality. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I was allowed to own video games a few years later but until then i would just go start new games on other friends cons or uh handhelds and then just not save them um when i found out that uh gen 2 was happening it was because uh there was like it was just a pika blue rumor on the playground right oh people, i remember Pikachu. people had seen oh, images Pika of Blue. Meryl. my friend pika blue yeah. yeah they had seen Meryl. And they were calling it Pika Blue, and it didn't look a were, lot like Pikachu. Is the problem? And I no, know, it was so just it was a round was, thing with a squiggly tail. That was enough. That was pretty much it. But um, yeah, my dad worked with some sort of computer repair thing at the at the time, so we had uh, decent internet access. So I was like, Dad, you speak Japanese because you used to live in Japan. You have the internet. Find these Pokemon for me. <laughs> find out what's <laughs> going on. So we started finding. Um, stuff from gold and silver because at this point they had already come out in japan um because there was like a what year year and a half it was a it was a little year? over a year before it came to america and then yeah. for europe it was actually over two years oh geez yeah that's vicious but yeah we started looking stuff up and uh as he's 
you know, as the JPEG is loading line by line, right? Um, an image <laughs> of a meganium came up. Ooh, cool. And I was just instantly like awestruck. Like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. This gorgeous freaking plant dinosaur. I like the last plant dinosaur, but maybe I like this plant dinosaur more. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I'm too old to get nostalgic about things anymore. It's like, I can like remember being nostalgic about things. It's like, oh yeah, I remember when I had a warm, fuzzy feeling, but now it's like, I remember remembering the warm, fuzzy feeling. So it's like, every time I look at Meganium, there's a split second of being like, oh, sense of wonder. And then it's gone. Right. Yeah, And then you remember but, like what the world is around you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I can remember specifically watching that, that JPEG slowly scroll down the screen and seeing the green dinosaur with the pedal around his neck and suddenly being like, I never considered there could be more of these. Yeah. Thought, that was the was thing it. for me. Yeah, like I never, it up. I just, I literally never considered that there could, they could just make more of them of the Pokemon. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Um, they could just make more. What? They could yeah. just make more. And I didn't I remember... have the games, but I had the, the handbook, the, the Pokemon oh, okay. handbook for my scholastic book order. And I had memorized it. I knew everyone's height weight yeah it didn't even it didn't even occur to me that that height and weight might be an approximation like you could have a slightly larger star you know this is how big every single one is like that's that's where i was uh i actually remember that when gold and silver were announced some magazine i don't remember which one it was like a big one and it was what the 90s so magazines existed and were like a thing um Mm -hmm. But um, some magazine was like, oh, we're having like a, a contest, like draw like a new Pokemon you want to like show up or whatever and send it in. And like, fucker, like I, I created one and it, and it became real. It became Do you have, real. The, you have the drawing? Do you have a picture? I don't still have the drawing. I don't have proof. Uh. I don't have proof, but I did. I am the creator of Mantine. So wow. oh. you're the creator of Mantine? I'm pretty sure I did. I legitimately made that exact thing. Like it was a whole thing where it like looked almost exactly like my drawing. Nirav, and I was like, I oh, these fuckers. Like, like they're feeding sister. that. They're feeding it directly into Game Freak. I mean, <laughs> like they're I, just harvesting really ideas from that. children. At that point, a manta ray was legitimately my favorite animal. Yeah, I know. They're so cool. Not partially, mostly because of street sharks, because there was a manta ray character on that. Jesus. I know, I know I've already said street sharks twice, but <laughs> yeah, but you've, you've said street manta sharks man. more in the last name. 20 minutes than we've said in two years of this podcast. Oh geez. This thing is awful. Are you just looking Quick, at pictures of street sharks? Google manta man. One word. That's, okay. that's the manta ray character. Is this at all like man ray? See, uh, no, oh, no, it's I'm not. not. Yeah, it's yeah, so I'm much worse. Guy. I've never seen Street. Oh God! Uh, I have vague <laughs> memories of this show. This but is yes. our new. This is our new mascot. But it's got to be the first picture on Google Images. <laughs> like, is it the action right. figure like, or the? Oh, no, 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 it's the, the, this, this this one here. It's got to be this one, right? Oh, yes, that's yeah. horrible! Great. Actually, it's great. Okay. Yeah, see, this is why I wanted a, a manta ray uh, Pokemon. So thanks for doing that, Nirov. I appreciate cool. it. You're welcome. Um, Nirov, so... you changed my sister's entire life. Aw, that's nice to hear. I'm still time. like, I'm still like, like maybe four percent convinced that like they they were just like feeding and ideas from children. And well, Nirov, can I well, throw, can I throw to... you something else to think about? Mantine uh-huh. wasn't the original design for the Stingray Pokemon. The Space World demo had a different one. It had a winged, Ooh. like it had feathers. So maybe, maybe Mantine. you did actually change Manta. Oh, 
Oh yeah, look you at this. Influence them. They're all I'm an influencer. Think, I think you actually did it. I think you made Manti. I'm still like I'm. His. I like. God, you, I I fig, I fucking would like run around screaming like, no, I made this one. Everyone would be like, shut up, Nero, you didn't make this. <sighs> Wait, is that um, a hypothetical? Or are you saying like that's actually what you did? No, that's real. Like at school, okay. I was like, no, I made this one. <laughs> they stole it. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, message my sister that you made the Pokemon Mantine and see how she reacts. Yeah, please. Um, I, I don't even care about what actually happened. I'm just believing this now. Yeah, I'm gonna believe this is canon. So. Um, the, uh, the game, uh, gold and silver while they were in development did not really have a setting lockdown. Uh, all that they knew when they started development was that they were going to call it gold and silver. Um, by the way, the bit where I said, let's call it Pokemon two was a real thing that happened where the executives at the Pokemon company insisted on just calling it Pokemon two, Pokemon two, the <laughs> red two and blue two <laughs> Pokemon two red two B blue. Ooh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put that on the table for later. Maybe we can yeah, find that'll be the, with that it. sounds like a number might be. two. Um, okay, so maybe uh, some other said, colors. Um, Masuda wanted the games to reflect the old Japanese cities, and he started researching Kyoto and Nara. Um, he said, "I knew I wanted to focus on towers, and those cities have these old kind of Japanese towers, which is where the inspiration came from." Masuda recalls riding in a cab around the region, talking to drivers to learn about the Toji Tower to the east and the Sister Tower to the west that had burned down. In that sense, it was a different approach for what we did for Red and Green because we cared about the setting. So, like, just shoved that in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously the Burn Tower and the, uh, what is the one that's not burned? Tin tin Tower. The Tin Tower, yeah, Yeah. in uh, Ecritique City. Mm -hmm. um, Were that. And, like, I think that's an interesting point because, like, something about um, Johto feels, like, distinctly more like a real place than, you know, Kanto did. Because, like, Kanto was, like, a, a video game map. Um, it's when they built it the first time yeah it's a bunch of squares and it's not built with the foresight of like what would this really be like in any way and like not that like you know the uh like gold and silver was like completely immersive or anything but like the cities had like architecture and stuff like that you know they had like roads and like not like uh you know like oh there's a water source for the city or whatever you know even though they were small it's like that some some more thought was obviously put into it. Is what I was saying. Right, yeah. and I mean something as simple as like the the slowpoke well. That's a little that's location that good, looks yeah. unique. It's oh, is that yeah. what you were going to say too? I was to talk about exactly the slowpoke stuff, like the the fact that they built in the whole like slowpoke tail scenario. Yeah, like, they never really put like actual people hey, interacting with you, the you know. What do you what do you think they taste like? Eels. I don't see a like way rubbery. they're not blubbery. Yeah, yeah they got to be super gross. I always this love like, that because like, messed up like, Some guy like coming up with like a big overcoat, like, "Hey, you guys are uh, looking for any slowpoke tails?" Slowpoke tails. Yeah. <laughs> I think for are me, they, it was are Ampros, they dried um, in his jacket? In the coastal city. Sorry, I think I think it was really cool. Ampros in the coastal city. You know, the gym leader has them like get them the lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouse. Oh, right. And then yeah, you have yeah. to go get like traditional medicine to heal him. So you have to go yeah, to yeah. another town to like get this medicine that this one person makes yeah. in order to heal him. I think it's yeah. like really more cool Pokemon with yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Pokemon with jobs are cool, which is another thing I really loved about Arceus. Um, yes. But um, okay, so uh, Satoru Iwata. I'm sure a lot of people have heard this by now. So Satoru Iwata was Nintendo's president um, during the late uh, 2000s and early teens, um, and he sadly passed away in 2015 uh, from a heart condition. Uh, and then uh, it complication was complication uh, with bile duct. Sorry, 
it was a complication with his bile duct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Iwata was very, very. Uh, he was he was something new for Nintendo when he showed up there because up until then, the um, the the corporate heads of Nintendo since fucking what nineteen well, not eighteen eighty nine or whatever when did they start something oh, like that eighteen yeah, like, hundreds doing the Hanafuda cards yeah, yeah. They, go do their they, they were cards. making. Yeah, so so for over a hundred years, one family had basically been in charge of Nintendo the entire time, and ever since they started making uh, like video games back in the eighties, the executives have always kind of just sat and done their business things, right? Like treating it like any other company. And uh, when Iwata finally took over, he was some new blood. He was a fresh face. He was pretty young. He was like uh, in his early forties, um, and he was a game designer. And that was the it was a huge thing because it had never been like that before, and he was he was somebody who had developed and designed games, and he was suddenly in charge of the economics of running the biggest game company in the world, um, and he's also uh, credited with coming up with and unfortunately he didn't get to see it release, which is like ridiculously sad, but he came up with the idea for the Nintendo Switch. Oh. Um, yeah. Which is like super sad because he had to like when he when he died it was like Nintendo was like deep in the pits of the Wii U and like a big laugh. He had taken stuff. his pay cut because of the Wii U and yeah, that was another thing. thing. Um, how much did he lose? He like he took he lost like or not lost he he took a pay cut of like half. millions and yeah like half of his money like millions of dollars to make sure not a single person was laid off because of the the Wii U like yeah we um, actually yeah fifty percent yeah fifty percent cut. Sorry? So he took a he took a fifty percent, and other executives got about twenty to thirty percent. Okay, yeah, yeah. We didn't deserve Elizabeth? him. We didn't deserve him. He was too good. He was a good no. Dude. He, he was clearly uh, too good for this world. Yeah. Um, if you listen to or read, sorry, Reggie Fisame's like autobiography, his whole first chapter is about um, Satori Wada, like the person he was. It's a it's fantastic. It's actually the best chapter of that book. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a provides a really cool insight into who he was as a person and stuff and how he operated. He has that famous quote that makes everybody cry all the time. Let me find it. Um, <laughs> let me see. Where is it here? Yeah. Uh, on my business card, I'm a corporate president. In my mind, mm. I'm a game developer. But in my heart, I'm a gamer. What a sweetheart. Yeah, his sweetheart. That was in 2005. That was when he like premiered himself as the new president of Nintendo at E3. Pre Wii um, times. Yeah, in the that was yeah he flew because he also was the one who came up with the idea for the the DS, I believe. Yeah. Um, Simpler times. So anyway, good. Yeah, read about him. Um, he's an industry icon. So anyway, Iwata also for another reason an industry icon is the reason that gold and silver feature both Kanto and Johto. Um, so he worked on, um, making sure that the localized versions were ready for release by analyzing the game's code, which was not something that was typically done by an executive. Um, that guy was a genius, Masuda said, even with red and green, he asked us to show him our source code. And within three days, he knew it better than we did. Um, so gold and silver, of course, uh, includes both these regions with red and green. This material was still back when it was running on a two megabit cartridge. Halfway through development, we upgraded to the 4 megabit cartridge, and as programmers were like, oh my god, double the space, the freedom in size allowed the game's scope to double. So one thing, and you can you can kind of like learn more about this if you like, it's an interesting story, but um, Masuda basically like came up with his own proprietary compression technique for the data 
And working with that, he was able to, on this four megabit new cartridge uh, for the Game Boy Color, um, fit like two entire games in it. Um, just working on his own. I, I believe I've, I've heard this story before and I swear it was like, he literally like what didn't tell anyone he was working on this. And he just spent like a week just like trapped with his computer in his office. And he just walked out and he was like, I put two games in here. Fuckers. <laughs> I'm sure he was more polite about it than that. I yeah. don't think he had it in him to swear. It's my, it's my head cannon. <laughs> um, so gold and silver were first publicly showcased in November, 1997 at Nintendo space world expo in Japan it was obviously the most popular exhibit there. Um, and at that yeah, time, they w- it was still just called Pokemon 2. The good name. <laughs> Pokemon 2, we made another. Yeah, here's another one. So unlike the previous games in the series, Pokemon Yellow, the new title was announced to be more than a small upgrade. Instead, it would be a new storyline, a new world, and new species of Pokemon. Uh, they were designed for the Game Boy Color, allowing them full color support and more detailed sprites. Uh, other additions were shown included Pokemon breeding, held items, an in-game gadget known as the Pokegear real-time internal clock and backwards compatibility um so i remember this being in some magazine i i think it might have it might have been nintendo power probably but like because the thing is like i didn't know about this show obviously right like this this isn't something that i even knew existed until like it was in a magazine that showed up several months later right um but it's very interesting how like I don't know. Like, can you imagine being in a world where like a new Pokemon game gets announced and you just don't hear about it for six months? I can. I mean, we. That's kind of how I felt when um, this year when Ruby and Sapphire came out for me. I remember Mm -hmm. I we were going shopping one day and I looked at the window of the there was a GameStop nearby, and I looked in the window and there was just a poster for Ruby and Sapphire. I was like, "What the heck is that?" Didn't, I didn't really use the internet was, back then. Yeah, well, that was the day where the, you were, you only discovered games by looking on a shelf. Like, yeah, it was just right. the types yeah. it was. Yeah. And then yeah. I like begged, yeah. and pleaded my mom to get it for me. I had some dental surgery, and that's when she got it for us, my sister and I. You <laughs> <laughs> tricked her. That's a great uh, way to recover. Yeah. All right. Um, So um, there was some cool events they ran with uh, the same way they did stuff with Mew and Red and Blue. They included uh, with uh, Celebi in uh, the Gold and Silver Games only after attending a Nintendo promotional event. Um, Did anyone get Celebi ever? Absolutely not. That was only in the Japanese. Yeah, I don't think Celebi ever. The Japanese and American cartridges were different. Like you couldn't trade between the two cartridges. So you had to have a Japanese game to get Celebi. Yeah. The data for the Celebi event so, is in the American cartridge, but it's like walled off, so you can't access it. If anyone would like that explains to why I didn't have one. experience what it feels like to get a Celebi, if you have Crystal on the virtual console on the D- on the 3DS, you can get Celebi. Oh, oh did oh, they catch awesome. the functionality in, in? My friend Shiny oh, that's cool. it. Oof. That sounds like it would took forever. It did. Um, <laughs> it I sure hope did. they brought it up to Pokemon Home. But yeah, it's that data's back in. They put it back in for the Crystal release, yeah. which is amazing, actually. Yeah, because Crystal, cool. yeah, you, yeah, because you, yeah, Crystal, you could get it legitimately, couldn't you? Like when they, I think so. Yeah, I was this it at the little shrine in the Ilex Forest. The, yeah, yeah, this is the yeah. yeah. You take the get, yeah, you get the GS ball, wasn't it? Like, I remember yeah. my yeah. brother and I just like 
fucking spending hours trying to do different stupid shit to get that shrine to activate and like of course it never mm. was gonna but we oh, were like it, yeah. it says it's important yeah it's gotta it's, do I mean, something I know in the, it's in here in yeah. the red and blue episode we talked about dumb pokemon rumors but like oh yeah they did not stop with gold and silver <laughs> no absolutely not um i feel i feel like i'm trying to think of what some crazy ones i i heard were from from school for this one but um the big I one was still Mew 3 for me. Oh, Mew 3. Yeah, the elusive Mew yeah. 3 that we all just yeah. decided existed because Soon. they counted to 2. Why not 3? <laughs> yeah. Paving I, the I'm room counting for Mega Mew 2Y as Mew 3. What about Mega Mew 2X? Yeah. Yeah. Is he Mew 4? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mew 4. Mew 4. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of boring, though. <laughs> yeah, compared Mew to Medichin. Y, he's a little boring. I don't know why they had to make. It's like, oh, this this Y one is too interesting. Make a different one that's less good. <laughs> they did the same thing with fucking Charizard. Yeah, I was gonna say they did the same thing with Charizard. Like, oh, we made a good one. We made X. It's good. Just make a bad one for Y quickly. Um. So anyway, I'm anticipating high sales for this because of you know the high sales, for the first one. Because of um, you know fucking Pokemon. Yeah, because Pokemon. Oh shit, sorry, I missed some shit here. Um actually I did want to talk about this quickly. So Lugia was interesting. Lugia was actually designed solely by Takeshi Shudo, who at the time was the head writer for the Pokemon anime. Um he was also the script writer for The Power of One, the movie Pokemon 2000, which was released in July of 1999 in Japan yeah. and then, you know, in the US in 2000. Yeah, um, Pokemon yeah. the movie 2000. Yeah, man, they don't. They just they don't fucking make movies with the name of the year in it anymore. No, <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Think it, it was just big because we were doing a first number t- change. You know, the Millennium Shift was like, ooh, this is yeah. A big and number. it was the second oh, yeah, yeah. Pokemon movie, so it was relevant. It had a yeah. two. Well, the, well, the second one, the second one outside of Japan, because it wasn't. Right. The, but the it was first one that came out wasn't wasn't the right the right actual. Film. Yeah, yeah, right. It but was it was the, misleading like, because it was called The Power of One, but it's the second movie. That's mm-hmm. that's the wrong number. Yeah. I don't know. That's what why they the changed that it came to out? 2000. They thought the Americans well, could figure it out. I know there was a different cut of the first movie that released in Japan. Was there a whole other movie also? There was one before that. Oh, there was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, this is like Mewtwo Returns or something like that. Right. Oh, it's and called Mewtwo there, so there, there was one another Mewtwo one back, that. yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So there was one before that, but that wasn't released outside. One of the later direct-to-video releases was Mewtwo Returns, though. So I watched Mewtwo Returns. If I remember, if I remember, if I remember Genesis, correctly, right? the first film... No, it was, was in, a, uh, Johto. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of the, me- the Mega Mewtwo Y one. Nirob, you um, didn't hallucinate it. I saw it, too. Okay, good. It's real. You had it I on probably- VHS. I did, too. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and there was like that lake that was like crystal clear and everything, right? Remember? And like they drank the water and Ash is like, it tastes like someone's been swimming around in it. And then they hit him because he doesn't understand fine taste. Oh, yep. Pokemon Mewtwo Returns 2000. I swear Giovanni's I watched found that one, like, Mewtwo watch. in the Johto region. Yeah. Also, actually, quick, quick poll. What's everyone's favorite Pokemon movie? The Shaman Detective movie. Pikachu is the only good one. <laughs> Shaman movie. I like the one with Lucario a lot. I mean, Pokemon the Lucario one is second like place. iconic. That but one I like is the like Lucario one. I, yeah. lo- I love the fucking Entei one. I don't know why. I just think it's like so. I just love the unknowns singing, dancing around. Oh, yeah. Unknowns seemed like they were going to be a big thing in Gold oh and Silver, God, and then it's just really like did. they're all terrible. Yeah, yeah That's they a good movie, suck. though. I agree. Yeah. Well, you got to plug them into the wall at the ruins. 
Yeah, they they sure to seem get. like they can do a lot of cool stuff in the movie. Yeah. In the game, is you, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Did so anyone anyway. have an unknown P on their team? Did they take mm-hmm. that to the Elite Four? <laughs> no. No. Uh, exactly. Yeah, they weren't good. Yeah, okay. No, that wasn't yeah. leading. <laughs> so, like I said, Lugia was created for the movie, and then um, uh, Shudo fa- said that Lugia was commissioned for the movie, but then he found out later that they had just imported it into the game. He actually did not realize it was going to be in the game, much less that it would be on the cover and everything. Um, well, I'm glad so it that, was. That was interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, a good. It's, it's a, a good parallel to Ho. Luke There's a really in-depth Did You Know Gaming about that specifically. That's really, really, oh, really? worth watching. Nice. Yeah, it's like 20, 30 minutes all about like that uh, guy who made Lugia. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to actually come back to the the game talking points near the end here. So um, also, we've talked a lot about this already. There's an overwhelming amount of cut content for Gold and Silver. There's a lot of new Pokemon, like Gorochu, everyone's favorite Pikachu mm. evolution. Yeah, that's that's the that's the white whale of lost things. Yeah, no, better Pikachu instead of a cuter one. The little tiger was the was the uh, the holy grail of cut Pokemon. Oh, that was oh. quite cool. Yeah, there's a there were also different starters in the original version that were cut, but the sprites are still in there. You can see them; they're kind of fun. Yeah, yeah the Chikorita is the same, that. but his middle the middle one bay leaf is different. Yeah, but the the water oh, yeah. and fire starters were totally yeah, a different those are line. Totally different, yeah. Um, the uh so anyway like we said um nintendo set its production shipment for the first games in japan at three million which was insane for japan in the 90s um but they predicted that they would eventually move more than eight million copies in japan alone however there was an earthquake in taiwan and apparently uh, said nintendo said it had damaged their cartridge manufacturing facility um so speculation arose that nintendo was using the event as an excuse to limit shipment to keep demand high and to that, I say, Fui, Nintendo would never create force scarcity. <laughs> never, never. Um, and that's that's a rude to even uh, say so. Um, so there was some fun promo. I always love talking about fun promo stuff they do for marketing with these older games, like Nintendo modified five Chrysler PT cruisers to resemble New Lugia and drove them around. Um, okay. can, I, wait, can I buy a Lugia? I need to car? find a picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up for this. I have not PT seen this. Yeah. Hang on, I need to find a photo of that too. Can you? Oh no, it's got Lugia's <laughs> spine things on its roof. It doesn't look good. Oh no. What did, you Google? what did you Google? It's not great. I just did PT Cruiser Lugia Chrysler car. Yeah, just well, Lugia PT Cruiser brought it right up. Attention this is... catching. Oh my word! <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I feel oh, like that tail might count as like a. a you weapon know, or a I was kind of hoping it would look more. Oh my like god, I didn't even Lugia. see the tail until another. Picture. Yeah, it, it <laughs> wow. needs a if big. They just neck. fully committed and put the wings on the side. I, I would, think like, so. Yeah. I think the wings would have actually made it better. It would have made the, it better. The, the hood they're on there, but they're like it's part of it's part of the paint, isn't it? The wings. Yeah, no, it's gonna be the the head ornament needs to be the neck and head. We have a Pokemon that's a car, well, not a car, a motorcycle now. Look yeah, how far we've come. Right. Oh, yeah. Look at us. <laughs> come full circle. Life imitates art. Well, um, this would have looked better if they had a Lugia head like mounted on the front. Yeah. Yep. Well, the, the, headlight, the headlights are supposed to be the eyes. So, like, the whole front of it's supposed to be. Yeah, his, his oh. eyes. Yeah, that doesn't like, work. For me. Um, 
so uh yeah anyway i was gonna say yeah the um in addition they were equipped with a television set hooked up with game consoles which allowed spectators to play pokemon puzzle league hey you pikachu and gold and silver of course um shout out to that that is a wide variety yeah that is a wide variety of quality formative part of my childhood yeah, it was. Hey, you Pikachu is where I first got a microphone that I could plug into a computer. Wow. Because that game was a massive, it was a $5 bargain bin. My mom was like, it was five bucks. Do you want to try this? And I was like, yeah. Oh, this is not a game. This is <laughs> just a, a, a weird, oh, like, I interactive presentation. Hello, Pikachu. Uh, like, I, go make the stew with Bulbasaur. There's, there's like a oh, Japanese okay, word for that, like the thing that Animal Crossing is, where it's like a game where you don't do anything. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? What is this called? There's mobile a word games. for huh? Mobile games. No. <laughs> All right. Cookie clicker. Yeah. Uh, it's no, there's a there's a word for it. It's like it's about this it's like supposed to communicate the simplicity of life by having nobody do anything. It's like a theme that they use in movies and stuff too. That feels too deep for a Pokemon spin-off. Yeah. Anyway, that's the that's like the theme of the mood of Detective Pikachu or not Detective Pikachu, sorry, whatever. Hey you Pikachu. It was hey like, Pikachu. Don't do anything. Just talk to the talk to Bulbasaur and make soup with him and find this apple. What I actually uh, okay, got out listen, of that game was using that microphone I, to make I custom arms from again. I put in hours fucking doing that fishing mini game in Hey You Pikachu. Uh-huh. I did that. That's all I did in that game. Oh, just the fishing do- one. No, that's not true. I did. I mean, I distinctly remember doing the Bulbasaur stew. But once, yeah, I was going to say the stew was the I, most engaging part. Once we unlocked fishing, we definitely spent hours fishing. Uh, hold on. What is this thing called? Kishotenketsu. Kishotenketsu. Okay. That is the name of the Japanese principle of this, but it is supposed to communicate the simplicity of life by telling an entire story with no conflict. But some some games have that too. And that, See, I that, get that in like a Studio Ghibli sense, but not a Pokemon yeah, sense. Right. A game and about that's making maybe that's why people didn't like how you Pikachu. Well, clearly um, y'all never played Pokemon Channel because you could do less in that game. I did not. <laughs> that wasn't a game. That was a place to put your Pokemon. No, that's Pokemon Box. Pokemon, Pokemon Channel, Channel is where you could watch me off play the guitar. Pokemon, Pokemon Channel was... Me off with a red guitar. Uh, Pokemon Channel was... We taught a Pikachu how to watch TV. And that was the game. Wow. And I played wow, that really game... Would just slap is it for Pokemon? I mean, that I was know. GameCube time near. It was dark times. It's dark times. I don't even know why I put so many hours into that game, but I had a lot of hours in that game. Oh. Maybe um, it was charming, just a nice place to hang out. Yeah. It's that I really thing that Nero was talking PG about. I really Brothers short, and there was an exclusive one in Pokemon Channel. Oh. So I think we spent a lot of time trying to unlock all the episodes for that. That's nice. how they get you. Uh, okay, we got to keep rolling. We're almost done with the, the outline stuff. So in May 2000, uh, Nintendo announced an official North American release date of Gold and Silver to be 16 of October that year. Um, and then eventually, oh, if you pre-ordered it, by the way, you would receive a free CD-ROM with a Pokemon-themed web browser in it. How does that work? It's Internet Explorer, but the E is is a Pokeball? I don't know. It's just like, can you imagine buying a disc and like, I'm going to plug this in and get the internet out of it? 
But no, you're getting an internet browser. You you're were just right. getting this. Software. I need a different AOL disk to get internet for my, yes. for my browser. Um, and anyway, it featured floating Pokemon species and links to Pokemon sites. Um, you could also download it for free from the official website, so it was not a good pre-order bonus. No. Um, anyway, Gold and Silver were met with insane critical acclaim, pulling a 91 on the aggregator game rankings, which was the uh, pre- predominant one before Metacritic existed. They are currently, they are still the best reviewed games of the franchise. Um, and then every and now, game in the franchise would get compared to them for the rest of time forever. That's correct. Um, so, quick game time, uh, and nobody, nobody cheat or anything. Um, I want you guys to tell me what the the top ten best reviewed Pokemon games are. Ooh, I bet I could do this. Are we? Are we? Do they split? Like so, top gold 10. and silver would gold be and silver are together. Are they together? Yeah, yeah they're together. Okay. Um, can I have to do full silver? Yeah. Hard gold, so okay, silver. Okay, we got we got one time. So gold, Gen silver, one we know is going to be pretty one. high too. Gen one is also going to be like top five. Yeah, red and blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. yellow. Um, I assume we're talking just mainline, non. Yeah, the these are these are main series games. Are, are, even, are there more than ten? So yeah, I know that there's uh, how many. When you count the third versions, yeah, because I know that Emerald didn't review well because it had yeah, been it so long. So well, well, Crystal would have yeah. like done well. Platinum. Maybe did Platinum better. Is Platinum, Platinum was a, a measured improvement over Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, not according to reviewers, please. Not really? Platinum, Pl- yeah, Platinum, Platinum is Platinum one of the games. Platinum is number seven. If you want a used okay, copy okay. of Platinum, you just cannot find it. Yeah, like, I bought one really? for $50 like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> after Pokemon Go. After Pokemon Go came out, I sold all oh, my mind. Pokemon games, waited six months, and then bought them back at how, half the price that I sold them for. Nice. Like, wow. it, it uh, mine, are, mine are still in my in my box in my drawer. So That's I'm going to do a countdown from the top ten from the from the tenth one up. We'll see you guys mm-hmm. are surprised. So number ten is Fire Red Leaf Green with an 81. Okay, mm-hmm. huh. that makes sense. Number nine is Ruby Sapphire with an 82. Wow. Number eight is Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire 82 also. Really? Interesting. Okay. Wow. It feels like it should be higher. That all was a I heard about that was uh, seven out of ten too much water. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Everyone uh, liked it. That's, was, why, that's why everyone clowned on that. That is one of the themes of Sapphire. Like it. It's true. Yeah. There is literally one. The, the story of, of Sapphire is there. Sorry. Well, I guess it, the story of Ruby is like there's too much water. Yeah. Yeah. There is. I like how both versions of that game are like something Lex Luthor thought of. Like we we got to drown the volcano. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's one thing I. Well, no, we don't talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do we'll we'll come back <laughs> to Ruby and Sapphire one day. Um, so number seven is Pokemon Platinum at with an eighty three. Mm-hmm. Number six is Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon with an eighty four. Come on, really? Come on. What? I think Sun. Okay, Sun and Moon's going to be higher than. 10? Oh, Sun and Moon's going to be like an 87 or something, oh, okay. isn't it? Sun and Moon's uh, going to be wow. number five. Number five is Diamond and Pearl, 85. Mm-hmm. So two, that's bad. Two points higher than Platinum. That's stupid. They that's were DS so revolutionary Those are bad when games. they came out, too. So. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl were, were good. They were. Uh, number four is Heart Gold, Soul Silver, 87. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then number three is Black and White with an 87. Okay. okay. And then. I, I did like Black and White. Fucking yeah, you're right. Number two is actually uh, Sun and Moon, an eighty-seven. 
Wow. Saw it in Moon. So where's Gen 1? Was Gen 1 on this what list? What about Black no. and White 2? way at the bottom. What? <laughs> that is a, that is, that's that, a compromise. That feels wrong. That's, I don't well, know. No, it's not. It's not well, it's not, it's, not, it's not on this list, and there's a reason for that, is because these are Metacritic scores, and that site did not exist. Mm. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. So might, the first, might be, the first games that were rated on Metacritic were Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, my God. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, can but like I, I said, I there's say, the other website, Game Rankings, which I can check what they got. Would you uh, say? I, I'm surprised rankings. that X and Y are not on there because I know so, like, X and Y really, there, oh. there was a shift in when... Elizabeth, uh, you've you've interrupted my story. They are number one on this list for Metacritic. Oh, I thought you said... Um, X and Y are? Well, said, that, was on uh, game, that was on Game Rankings, oh, which is a okay. different website. Oh, yeah, it's a different aggregator. Game rankings was. was uh, I can't believe they, they the are because the, yeah, they got a ninety-one, but for yeah. a different website. Wasn't wasn't X and Y the first time they were like properly animated? Yeah, yeah. that was like well, when yeah. they moved into yeah, yeah properly animated. Yeah, that was 3D. that was awesome. I really funny. noticed a shift in the Pokemon fan base when X and Y came out. Yeah, I remember. I that noticed too. a yeah. lot of people I've... trying Pokemon for the first time when that game came out. Um. I like, okay. I liked X and Y. Okay, I don't like love them in retrospect. I think they're good, but I've never been as excited for a game as when when X and Y were coming. Oh out my god! My oh, when the decks was leaking, I was refreshing. I my like, but the thing is, the thing is, like, I was in my my second year of college, and like all of my friends had all like stopped playing Pokemon in high school because so, like, we're too old, and then suddenly everyone was like, "Oh my god, we all love Pokemon," and so like everybody was like so into it like it was just electric you know like it really um, and was. i remember still when when x and y came out that day like my roommate and i rolling up to gamestop and uh i remember walking in like i didn't even fucking say anything i guess i was like just look i i mean it was just whatever day it was right but the cashier was like you want x or y i was in high school when those games came out and I went to a boarding school for high school, and we were allowed to have cars. So we literally walked through the sketchy parts of Durham, North Carolina, to a GameStop. We walked along an interstate to a GameStop to pick those games up. And half of the people I went with literally sat in the store and started playing the game. They didn't even yes. go home. They sat in the well, store. I mean, you don't want to walk that long again. <laughs> Come on. Um, also, by the way, uh, on game rankings, Red and Blue got an eighty-nine. Oh, that makes wow, sense. that's surprising. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. mean, for when it came out, yeah, that oh, was yeah. oh, those, that, those games were really revolutionary when they came yeah. out. Like no one had ever done an RPG like that, really. No. no. Um, okay, so let's roll back up to talk about uh, those sweet new features. Uh, we've got a little bit of time. Uh, where was this? So. Some of the things that I, I put down to cover the new things are the uh, the new gym leaders, the Elite Four, new Pokemon, obviously, the Poke Gear overhaul, the Apricorns mm-hmm. and the specialized balls. Um, we talked about like the uh, the held items were new, uh, the upgraded graphics. There was a full like uh, sound. Was it like an eight bit soundtrack now? Uh, or was it sixteen bit now? We have to check that out. Oh, I don't know the difference. Dude, there was day and night. <laughs> That's really what. And then day and night that. cycles, and then uh, yeah, having the two whole regions there. So I just want to use this time to let you guys just talk about right. whatever you want. Oh wait, can I? Mean, I the start? one thing I would say about the features is. Oh no, you go ahead. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. So is this I was, about the bug catching contest? No, okay, yeah, well, okay, I was five when Pokemon Gold and Silver came out, and I I have some very vivid memories of me being a stupid little kid when I played that game. And the main one was that uh, I released Togepi because I wanted to be oh. all edgy and cool, and I, I was like, this Pokemon was in the anime, I don't want it, and I released it. Uh, I could never get the Master Ball because you have to show Professor Elm Togepi and then you can get oh the Master God. Ball. I never got the Master oh Ball. No. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wow. That's I remember, well, I think is, I remember, memory. I remember when, I first, when I got my first Master Ball, I didn't know what it was because I was quite young at the time. So I just, it's oh, I'm sure I'll get more of these. It's an 100% catch rate. I'm sure I'll get more of them. So I think I might have caught like a rat cake or something really, really stupid <laughs> with my Master Ball. Well, if you had that Pokemon guidebook that came life. out in America, oh, it was like, you should save your Master Ball for something that's really rare, like a Tentacruel or like a, a Fero. Fero. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was fucking, oh my God, that was a cruel prank somebody played. Uh-huh. Pokemon Sword. Uh, Sword was my kid's first game that they finished, and I explained the Master Ball to my daughter, like, you're only getting one of these. You have to use it on something really hard, like a legendary. And she saw a whale lord, and she's like, "That's so big!" And then you get a <laughs> oh, second master so ball. And you, use, you get a second master ball, big. and she used it on another whale lord. <laughs> oh my god! I so she has love two her. level eighty-two whale lords, oh and she keeps using in max raid battles all the time, and That's she just awesome. loves them. Awesome. I used my master ball in Sword and Shield on a shiny G Max or Beetle. Mm. And it was totally worth it. That's a responsible use. And it matches the Master Ball, so it's like even better. Because <laughs> nice. it's so, purple. One thing I kind of want to talk about is I still remember when I, um, in this game, because like I remember playing Blue. Blue Pokemon Blue is the first video game I ever played, and I did finish the whole thing. And I remember parts of it, but by the time this came out, um, I guess I was like seven or eight years old or whatever. So like, I had like full cognitive comprehension of everything I was doing, you know, in this game in, in silver. And I, I still remember we were at, we were in Chicago for like a family, uh, like a, for a wedding, I think. Yeah. And we were in some like cafe or something and I had my game boy and I was like, you know, um, just going. And I, uh, I'd beaten the, um, the second part of the game, like the, the Canto part. And, um, I finally, like I got to, uh, to, to red and I was like, I still remember this because like, and I still to this day think that red like is like the best final boss battle in video games. Like just like the idea of fighting your own character from the first game, but like at is like maximum power, like years later in the story is just like such a good thing. And I remember just like the feeling of seeing that and like fighting him and everything and like fucking like panicking and, and struggling and everything and then i was like literally i remember walking down the sidewalk and my mom was like trying to take the game boy out of my hands because i we were like walking i was like no i'm almost <laughs> done i can't save during a battle <laughs> i don't know did, was there some sort of like thing in the water that prevented moms from understanding that you can't save during a battle they just didn't have that technology of like. Well, I mean, well that's why they, they that's why they built it into all. future Game Boys. You know, the sleep modes just for right. that specific. Yeah, mom mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mom yeah. mode. Um, it's okay, mom. Thing, you can thing... shut my. You can shut the screen. It'll yeah. still be there. 
yeah. we'll be there tomorrow. Just uh, don't take the cartridge out. Don't take the cartridge out. So, so with the gyms and the Elite Four as well, like one thing I really liked was because this Gold and Silver was actually set, like, was it three years in the future? Yeah, three years. Um, you actually saw a lot of the recurring characters in terms yeah. of gym leaders and Elite Four, but moved around. Yeah. So, like, Koga, for example, yeah, goes like from Future City to part of the Elite Four. And yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I thought that was cool. And his, yeah. uh, his daughter yeah. takes over their uh, Jasmine, yeah. right? Something yeah. like that, yeah. And then, and yeah, Lance the, becomes... The know. rival character from the first game is the one of the gym leaders in... Well, he's yeah, the in, blue, in, like, matures yeah, he up. Yeah, yeah, City, yeah. the gym leader yeah. of... Um, wasn't he Giovanni's. in... Viridian? Viridian Yeah, Viridian City. He took Giovanni's spot. Yeah. Which is again just cool, just seeing uh, this yeah. passage of time. You yeah. know, all these people that you know, you know very well. I mean, I did watch. The, I you know, I, just, I mean, I'm watching the show today as well. But you know, you watch, you know, watching the show, and you know, having these people in the game from the show, like Misty and Brock and everything like that, and having them move around is pretty cool. Yeah, I think speaking um, of gems, that's probably my fondest memory of Pokemon Gold because I wasn't allowed to own the game because I couldn't have video games yet. So we just go over to my friend's place and we would just like five of us would just share one little Game Boy and all of us like pass around Pokemon Gold. And so there was at one point when the owner of the game uh, was trying to fight Whitney's Meltank. Oh god. So as everyone has trauma from that, uh, we would just constantly pass it around <laughs> in circle, each one of us trying to beat this gem. And it probably took us three days. Uh, <laughs> see, I uh, I I just accidentally just kind of tripped through that. I didn't know that Miltank was a problem. Like, oh, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't even know what I used, but I just, because I didn't, I actually didn't. It was even a problem. That rollout was ridiculous. Rollout. Oh rollout was well, yeah. like, I know, I know what the done. issue is now. Like after replaying it, it was like, oh, wait, this kind of yeah. sucks. But like, I love, <laughs> I love all those memes of like Pokemon fans when they see a cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's, it's interesting because like and this is this is something that I think I've I've talked about before but like even if you play it alone completely which I mean some people do like Pokemon is just like an inherently multiplayer experience in like what it is you know Oh yeah, yeah. like Alex you were in our like you know our our Discord when we were all playing Arceus together right like Yeah everyone was all playing a different game completely independently of each other, but like it felt like all of us were playing together because we're all talking about it. Yeah. It was that playground conversation experience. Yeah, exactly. Which was really great for like, I really appreciated that for the discord because I never actually had that. Cause like we talked about playing Pokemon on the playground, but like I got, I got a copy of blue in 2001 because I got Pokemon stadium. Like I didn't have a game boy. I played it through stadium. Right. And so then the I didn't way have that God a, intended in Dodrio mode at four times speed. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so all the music is, but um, in uh, with gen two, I didn't play it until 2009. Um, Cause I just didn't have a game boy at Jeez. any point in there. So I, and again, I didn't play it on a game boy. Oh, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, I, <laughs> I was a gen one on accident because we were poor and, couldn't afford stadium two so um i i played on a on a super game boy that's the first time i beat uh pokemon gold was on my tv just like i did the other ones but after my freshman year of college <laughs> so i had a very different experience playing these games than a lot of people did yeah i want to add that i never got to have um, the playground conversations i don't know why when i was a kid i i maybe i just wasn't very good at making friends but like 
even when I was growing up, it seemed like people were kind of falling out of Pokemon. Like, I got Gen 2, and I think I had a couple of cousins who'd played it and were playing it at the same time I was. Because I remember mm-hmm. I was like five and I needed help with the unknown puzzle. And mm-hmm. they were able to help me because they had done it. But I I mean, I got like mercilessly teased for liking Pokemon. What? Uh-huh. There, there was there was backlash after By... Gen 2. That's when people were like, yeah, oh, these yeah, new ones. I can't yeah. keep up with all these Pokemon. I found one person in fifth grade who really liked Pokemon, and we were like the best of friends. Aww. And once I got to middle school, it kind of became something that I was like relentlessly teased for. And then that kind of changed yeah. when X and Y came out. But I also started going to like nerd school for nerds. So that might have also changed it because I joined yeah. a Pokemon club. Yeah. I think X and Y did change perception of it. it I yeah, yeah, it did. It, it, very, it, really... it was weird because like, I don't know. For me, when I was like, I remember I, I didn't play Gen 4 when it came out because like I was already in like high school. I think that was my freshman year of high oh, school. Gosh. And like Pokemon was like officially not cool anymore. Yeah. Um, and like I missed Gen 4 and 5 because of that. And like I, I came back to them later. Like... But yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting that like I mean, it's just one of those things growing up like things are like cool and not See, cool. See, I was like hyper right. fixated on Pokemon for my entire childhood. I don't think I played anything else. No, that's not true. I did play Animal Crossing and Nintendogs, but that was like it. That's all I played. Which are both also about collecting animals. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um talking about gold since we have to wrap up soon. Yeah. About okay. gold and silver specifically. Uh, since I came into it as a 19 year old, right? Like I, I learned all the Pokemon when the, it, it came out and I got the, you know, another Pokemon handbook from the Scholastic Book Order, but I didn't Hell play yeah. it until the Scholastic uh, Book Order coming through. And oh, yeah. If only they let me get the game that way. Um, so oh, yeah, same. when I was playing those, it was really weird. Like I did not like Gold and Silver for a long time. I thought they were the like bottom tier, worst in the franchise. Because the level scaling is just so Oh my bad. god, the level scaling like, is bad. It has a really interesting premise that you can do like three or four of the middle gyms in any order you want. And I like that. Hmm. But without any scaling, everybody's at like level 32 to 35. And then suddenly you go to the Elite Four and it's like, oh, I am drastically underleveled and I have to mm-hmm. grind like crazy. Yep. And I thought that was really dumb. And then I was like, I want Houndour. I desperately want Houndour. No, no, he's in Celadon City. Why is he in Celadon City? And then you get there and he's like level 15. Oh my like, God. Why, yeah. why would you do exactly. this? Yeah. You More get grinding. It yeah. <laughs> this was the, the most grind heavy game. And I just finished it. And I was like, that was dumb. I did not it's like Pokemon Gold. I, never I am glad I didn't play it. Oh yeah. If I played it as a kid, I would have been right there. <laughs> but then the but then the weirdest thing was after I had like that was 2009 then I played it again in like 2017 or 18 and suddenly I was like oh no it was after Sword came out it was after I was jaded about Pokemon Sword um about finishing it and being like well that was thoroughly underwhelming that came out around the same time as Rise of Skywalker and I was double crushed and um <laughs> then I replayed Gold and I was like wait now I get it I don't know why I had to be like 30 to get it but this is the game in terms of atmosphere and the story and the character inclusions that feels like an adventure. 
a bunch of the other ones, it's just like a checklist of battles to go through and people to level up. But gold and silver, silver is the one that makes you feel like, I don't know, the, the more realistic the sprites in the 3D models got, the more it's like, uh, these are just weird, happy-faced nonsense things. You know, like when Sun and Moon came out and there was the blank face character memes, like, you know, it, expression doesn't change and it feels like it's ruining the mood or whatever. When it was just a little sprite, you could project whatever you wanted onto that little thing. And so you could actually feel like a sense of camaraderie with these little blobs of pixels. There was enough that you could fill in the, the gaps with your mind. And now it's like, I came around from putting sol- or gold and silver at the bottom to being like, I don't know, are they the best? They might be. <laughs> because the uh, grinding stuff that I got so hung up on doesn't really matter when the vibe of the game is just so good and the and music is god tier just the best in the series. When you're doing the adventuring, you should be leveling your Pokemon up during that. Yeah. Right. So what I ended up on is like, oh, I have to have a four Pokemon team. Like that that's how you that's how you get your Pokemon level high high enough without having to grind. It makes grind, it more grind. enjoyable. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, like, I also miss the old experience share because I remember I just like would flip it around to different Pokemon, you know, and while I was like out adventuring, it was nice. Me too. I, and sometimes I really miss that thing because like you could just put it on a specific thing, you know. It's like your Teddy Ursa could grow forty levels in one battle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, sad. Um. Okay. So anyway, let's uh, let's kind of close it out. Does anyone have any last thoughts? Shout out to maybe my favorite song in Pokemon, which is the Ruins of Alf music. Oh um, yeah, Ruins of Alf, my beloved. Yeah. It really did have like the mysterious vibe to it. You were yeah, like, something um, big is going to happen here, and then it never I mean, it definitely did. Works, but that is an interesting pick for your favorite Pokemon tune. <laughs> I love it, man. I still think about it. I think about it weekly um it's definitely one of my favorites but um the anyway but yeah let's uh kind of close out of here does anyone have any last last words for the for the pokemans sizzle's awesome yeah he's pretty don't cool. release togepi awesome. agreed <laughs> don't really yeah yeah you need he's that master w- ball also when yeah. is dunsparce gonna get an evolution he when is dunsparce gonna get his own tv show he deserves yeah. it dunsparce he is he the needs guy that dragon ever. typing Oh, oh also, my God! Yes, uh, he does. Word of word of advice: um, get a ghastly, uh, put it put it in the front of your party, run into one of the legendary dogs, use mean luck, and then you can uh, also uh, run diagnosis. And don't be five them. and be terrified to death of the legendary dogs, because why were you scared of them? They were because the Wait, sprites said, were really really big. Yeah, it was me. The sprites were really big, and I just wasn't expecting them to come over on that side of the screen. It scared me. Stantler did the same thing to me, because Stantler was really big, too. <laughs> I was really scared Jesus. of Stantler and the legendary dogs. All right. I, I do appreciate being able to catch both legendaries. That was a surprise. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was nice. Really, I remember yeah. I, I yeah. used my... I remember I fucking hated myself because I used my Master Ball on level 40 Lugia in my Silver game and that had level 70 Ho to just chuck Ultra Balls at until I died. (laughs) Level 70 Ho shows up and he's like, surprise. Bet you wish you didn't use that Master Ball now. (laughs) I never made it that far when I was a child. Sorry, I'm like I gave up when I couldn't get the Master Ball. (laughs) Yeah. I never remember getting farther than that. I think I might have actually locked the game because I think there might have been something else you needed to do with Professor Elm and Togepi. 
And I think there might have just been a way where I wasn't able to proceed. I can't remember. I do remember not being able to get past that point. Because I was an idiot kid. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's close out of here because I know we have things to do. Um, so thank you guys for joining me for this. Um, we are on uh, you know, GameLuster.com. You can find our stuff. And I make videos at YouTube.com slash GameLuster. Come watch them. Um, Elizabeth also writes there. And uh, yeah, yes, let's... Uh, sometimes. Does anyone have anything they want to plug quickly? Uh, I have a D&D channel. Maybe my mates play D&D um, every week. Okay. Uh, uh, on YouTube, it's uh, Cantrip or Cantrip Games on Twitch. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, Brie, what are you working on creatively that you would like to share? Mm, some paper, nothing some exciting paper on that I can plug, but you know what? Pokemon is cool again, so go out and play it. Okay. Uh, Alex, do you have anything you want to plug? I might have plugged this on the red and blue one, but it's more applicable here. Um, if you go on YouTube and search uh, Pokemon Disco Bike, you'll see my uh, Disco Rock cover mashup of the gold and silver bike theme with Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. And that is one of the best things I've ever made. It is and good. I remember this from the last one. It was good. Yeah. I think I think you should go listen to that. Also, I would like to retract what I said about Golurk being the best Pokemon because I just remembered it's Trevenant. Trevenant? Trevenant? One of the good really one. good shiny. Really Trevenant good shiny. Trevenant is such a good oh, shiny. This is all moot because the best Pokemon is Driftblim, which is why I have a Driftblim custom 3DS. That was my first shiny Pokemon. Okay. I wow. need that. I don't have that. <laughs> okay um so thank you guys for joining me um and uh yeah let's uh we need to say something to to take us out of here what was a famous catchphrase from a, a character in this game that we can use to take us out of here do we want to do the Rattata joke top percentage of Rattata? yeah we can do that has anybody got that quote in their back pocket i don't know the exact way it's said. i thought you were gonna do it <laughs> no i don't know okay. who wants to be I, youngster joey <laughs> Or I didn't give him my number, so he couldn't call me, so I didn't know that was a meme for a long time. Okay, well, you didn't do the game right then. 